Welcome to or welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Phillips, and my goal is to empower you to take that next step on your health and fitness journey. As a fitness, health, and lifestyle entrepreneur, I will share with you stories of triumph, struggle, optimism, and empowerment in all aspects of fitness and health from myself and many guests who have overcome the same obstacles you are working through today. Let's dive into today's topic and get you some actionable steps to apply to your journey. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. My name is Danny. I am your host. And before we dive into today's episode with my dad, Larry O'Mahony, I wanted to give a little bit of an overview of why this episode is so important to me and to my family. So let me just (laughs) get right into it. This is not an easy topic, but our family has a foundation called Kelly Kicking Cancer. Kelly was and is my sister. Uh, She is now in heaven. She is was my middle sister and she passed away from brain cancer in 2014 at the age of 21. She was an awesome soccer player and she just did so much with her life and she was diagnosed in about August, yeah, I think August of 2013. So it was about almost exactly a year from diagnosis of this very rare form of inoperable brain cancer to the time that she passed away in a hospice And so this episode is dedicated to her and to this foundation, and we're just gonna dive into all of the different things that our foundation does, which primarily we fund research that goes towards brain, or yeah, we fund brain cancer research. So most of the funds that we raise goes directly towards that. And then we have a couple different scholarships that we offer um, each year to some girls who followed in Kelly's footsteps with soccer and with Girl Scouts and just some amazing things that she did. So my dad is really big on the research side of things. So he has a lot of information and knowledge to offer. Please keep in mind, neither one of us are doctors. We're not you know, giving you the exact details here. We're just giving the best understanding that we have from discussing the research with the doctors from Houston Methodist and the Peak Brain Center in Houston, Texas. That is where we mostly partner with our research funding and things like that. So. This is just an episode devoted to, you know, our foundation and getting the word out and really helping people understand, you know, where we are in the world of research and what we can do about it. So I'm going to quickly read through a part of our website, kellykickingcancer.org. I'm just going to go over Kelly's story briefly. And I hope that y'all, you know, kind of resonate with this enough that you can go on there and watch the story. It's really emotional, but... I do want to just go through some of the verbiage that's on the site. So uh, Kelly C. O'Mahony, Kelly Caitlin, you'll notice we're Irish, so there's a lot of shamrocks everywhere. (laughs) We love it, but it's called Bravery at Its Best. Kelly C. O'Mahony was from Mandeville, Louisiana. She began playing soccer at Mandeville Soccer Club at the age of 10. She played many sports for Fountain Blue High School, including tennis, track and field, 
where she competed in pole vaulting and hurdles, but her passion was always soccer. She was involved with several clubs at school. She started Girl Scouts in kindergarten and continued all the way through high school. Kelly earned the Girl Scout Gold Award in June of 2012, the highest award in Girl Scouting. She loved team sports and hanging out with her friends. After graduating high school, Kelly became a collegiate soccer player at Mississippi College in Clinton, Mississippi. She competed in the Miss Mississippi College Pageant in January of 2013 and received runner-up. In addition to being an athlete, she was a talented singer and Dean's List student. Everyone knew Kelly to be a beautiful, strong, and determined woman. Fiercely loyal to her family and friends, she valued life and fair play above all. Ooh, emotions there. Didn't think I would get teared up, but it happens. Anyway, I'm so glad that my dad was able to take some time out of his afternoon to um, jump on this podcast with me. And actually, you might be watching this as a video as well on our YouTube channel or on Facebook. So thank you all for being here. And let's dive into the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. I'm super excited today because I have my dad here with us, and he and my mother are, you know, co-founders of the Kelly Kicking Cancer Foundation. So I know we all heard a little bit about it now that I gave you kind of an overview of what went on with my sister Kelly. So we're going to dive into what the Kelly Kicking Cancer Foundation is and what we're doing, all the exciting things that we have going on with research and fundraising and scholarships and just just so many good things. It's bringing so much hope and so much optimism to people around the community, and it's only going to grow. So I'm really excited, and Dad, thank you for being here. Oh, it's my pleasure, Danielle. This is a, a great opportunity for us just to not just chat face-to-face on this, but also to get the word out. It's, it's really important because, as you know, and as we're learning every day, it's really unfortunate, but brain cancer is on the rise, not just in Louisiana, but the United States in general. And we don't really have any answers as to why. And it is a very crippling disease. It's it's not like most other cancers. Brain cancer changes the person. It changes the personality. It changes what they can do. And it's all cancer is tragic, but this is especially tragic to see someone go from a, a a vital, wonderful individual to basically unable to control themselves from one moment to the next. It's really terrible. Right. And yeah, and and it's, you know, it's harder, I think, on the the family and friends who are directly, you know, watching everything happen. And, And there's only so much you can do. And like I said, before we started recording, so much of what we did when Kelly was in the hospital and in hospice was research on our own because we were looking for optimism. We're looking for that next story of somebody who had survived. There was some little detail that, you know, they caught that nobody else had that maybe was going to help us move forward in a different way. And even though the research aspect wasn't where we wanted it to be three years ago, it is definitely getting there now. And actually four, four years ago now, almost So I'm excited to, you know, you've done, well, we've both gone to Houston a couple of times to, you know, meet with the Houston um, Peak Brain Center and go over some of their like nanobot technology and things going on there. And it's absolutely insane. So will you dive into a little bit of maybe the different types of brain cancer that they're researching and how they're, you know, going to cure it? Sure. Uh After Kelly passed away, we started looking into the whys and wherefores because we really 
didn't have any answers as to how it started, uh, how it grows on its own, uh, or even in most cases, how they treat it. They're still trying to treat it uh, with two decade old technology uh, and chemo and it's really, and radiation, and it's really not that effective, especially for deeply seated inoperable brain cancers as Kelly had. And in trying to find out these things, I ran across a group in Houston, Texas called the Peak Brain and Pituitary Tumor Treatment Center. It's a mouthful. It is. But we call it the Peak Center. It's part of the Houston Methodist uh, Medical Complex in Houston. And it is an incredible place because they, they take a very high-level view of treating both their patients and of how they do their research. Their research is really not funded by people or pharmacies or individuals who say, I want you to put money into this or that. They have a panel, they have a committee that looks at all the research that is being done, they look at the proposals, they look at what appears to be the most promising of the new techniques or technologies, and then they go and they fund that. So it isn't as if you have the head of a department or the, a chair of a department getting the money uh, for his pet projects. It's a bunch of people who say, this has the most promise. This looks like it's going to do some good, and that's where the money goes. Uh, they have a, a tremendous organization out there, and they're not just, uh, it's not just brain cancer that they're working on. There are other parts of uh, the Houston medical technology that are working on a, a variety of cancers with a variety of treatments, and they are truly making world-class uh, advances in terms of brain cancer therapies and brain cancer actual cures. Amazing. I'm excited. It's been, I think you went one last time since I've been, but... Dr. Baskin, yeah, he's, he's got a really cool team, and I know they keep advancing their team every time we go. They've got more people on staff and more research that's being done and more breakthroughs, um, and just hearing about, you know, the nanobots and the nanotechnology and just what they're doing is, it's mind-blowing, you know? It truly is science fiction level, except that it's not fiction anymore. This is reality. Uh, what they're doing is they're taking a multiple-prong approach to attacking brain cancer. And as Dr. Baskin described it to me, he said, it's not the first punch, it's not the second punch, it's the third or the fourth or the fifth punch that's gonna lay you out. And that's what they're trying to do with brain cancer. They're not gonna hit it with one thing. They're not gonna hit it with two. They're gonna hit it with three or four or five things because they wanna keep it off balance. What they're learning, and, and Dr. Yun put together a tremendous, uh, uh, presentation for us on her modeling and what she does is she models a lot of uh, chemo and other types of therapies to see how brain cells are going to react to certain things and it has greatly uh, decreased the time spent for testing drugs from years to in some cases months to find the most efficacious uh, types of treatments. And with these newer treatments and with the modeling, they're zeroing in on things that are working uh, a little bit better, a lot faster. And one of the things that they and others have discovered is that it's not just a cancer cell. It's an entire cancer environment that they're having to deal with. 
Now, I don't fully comprehend everything that they mean by that, but it's not just a rogue cell that's going uh, off uh, on its own and expanding. It's an entire environment, almost like a living organism. That's not what they're saying. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> this environment is almost like a living organism that reacts and tries to compensate for things that are being done to it, as if it's trying to survive on its own. It's, it's a very tricky sort of, uh, uh, of environment to work in. And so what they're trying to do is not just destroy the individual tumor, but the cancerous environment around it that is supporting the tumor, all the while leaving the healthy cells intact. It's a very tall order. It is a tall order. And it seems like every time I hear about something in the news or hear about something nutrition-wise, like the ketogenic lifestyle, that people are saying, oh, it's curing cancer. You know, when I, I remember when I asked um, when I asked about it, is it Dr. Martin? Doctor, yes. Yeah. He, Martin Sharp. Yes. He had said, oh, hi, Django. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> they missed me. <laughs> Obviously. Oh, that's lovely. Um, yes, he had said, you know, hey, if I found out that I had cancer today, I would be on the ketogenic lifestyle tomorrow. However, it's it works really well to stop tumor growth or at least slow it down for some people, and it totally doesn't work for others, uh, which shows you, like, how many different kinds of brain tumors and just different types of cancer there are. And so it's, it's frustrating because you might find one thing that, you know, again, totally works for one person, and then it just doesn't work at all for somebody else. That's exactly it. There doesn't seem to be a silver bullet at this stage. And that's <laughs> Django and Abita. Django, come here. Couchet. Sorry. <laughs> All right, yeah, there is no silver bullet, and that's why I'm not waiting. Stop record. Django, outside. <sighs> okay. All right, take three. All right, that's why there's no silver bullet, and they're not even looking for the silver bullet. They're looking at the entire environment of what cancer is growing in and trying to attack it on multiple levels. Uh, even with the sucrose pill that they're trying to develop, uh, this is a, they have learned that brain cancer cells in particular have an extremely high more so than most other cancers do. And they only derive, they, brain cancer cells have an extremely high energy need, more than most others. And most cells, cells derive their energy from, uh, I believe it's glucose. They do. And as a result, they've, through their studies, they've found that the brain cancer cells are only getting about 15% of their tremendous energy needs from the glucose, they're bringing it in from other things. And in particular, I believe they called it galactose, which mm -hmm. was one of the sugars that these brain cancer cells will preferentially bring in. And so what they're developing is a galactose mimic molecule. 
it looks like galactose, but it has no energy develop. It has no energy associated with it, and so the cells take it in, thinking that they can bring it in and get energy from it, but they derive absolutely no sustenance from it, literally starving the cell in place, uh, almost like the old Tribble story from Star Trek. For us older folks who remember that, uh, I don't. I can't relate. <laughs> I'm not a Star Trek fan. Okay. Anyway, it's a way to fool the cell into bringing energy into it, and then it literally starves itself. So at the very least, they've found that that slows, if not stops, the growth. It doesn't mm -hmm. remove the cancer, but at least it slows it down. So right. this is another thing that they're working on. Something very simple, a sugar pill. My goodness, mm -hmm. how much easier could it get? Sugar is an insane thing. I mean, just in general with fitness, health, and weight loss, you know, some people can do so well with sugar and some people really can't digest it at all. Um, so that's, it's, I can't wait to hear more. When's the next time you're going to meet back up with them to get kind of a new update? It'll probably be sometime this fall and okay. it can be at a time that's convenient for you and for them. So I, after August. <laughs> yes. So sometime after that, but you know, I keep in touch with them. Uh, we sent our most recent check for $25,000 to them and I'm still waiting to hear back from them because they never seem to get to their mail in time, but uh, <laughs> that's okay. That there. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, I think we're doing fantastically. We are giving them about $50,000 a year, every year now. And I think that is tremendous. Dr. Baskin and company, have been very, very appreciative of it. And, you know, it shows in the time that they have taken with us and the respect that they have given to our organization. They really do appreciate it. Oh, definitely. They are always, I mean, I feel like it wouldn't matter how much we donated. When we walk through the door, they act like we are their highest donor and they treat us so well. And it is just really cool that they show us that much respect and give us the tours and tell us the info that we need to, you know, get it out to people so that everybody understands why, you know, we are raising the money that we are and where it's going. Because really what we raise, such a tiny bit goes to overhead. You know, most of it goes to fundraising and then you know, another small portion of it goes to the scholarship. So why don't you dive into the scholarship piece and tell the listeners what percentage goes to those and who it goes towards. Okay. The, the numbers that we have, the little graphic on our website, and I hope everybody does go to look at our website. It shows the word about 80, 20 right now. In other words, 80% of what we take in goes to our mission, which is funding brain cancer and the two scholarships a year. The other 20% goes towards the overhead. And this is things that every nonprofit has to take care of, even a regular business, you know, just like a business, mm -hmm. insurance, um, accounting, things of that nature, because we can't do our own accounting. Somebody has to watch it for us and, right. and verify that it's being done right. Uh, overhead, such as stamps, uh, letterhead, fo po posters, things of that nature. So at 80-20, that's respectable. It's actually a little bit better than that, but we haven't gotten the updated figures on that. Now, what we do is we hand out two scholarships every year to deserving young women from Louisiana. We hand out a soccer scholarship 
I shouldn't say handout. We award. <laughs> it is well earned. These women put in a lot of these? work so that they, you know, can compete for this award, and it's very well deserved. These are some outstanding young women, and if you just read through the resumes that they submit on their applications, they are all outstanding. The differences amongst them is very, very small, and it makes it very difficult and hard on the soccer committee to decide just who gets the scholarship because they're all deserving. They're, mm -hmm. they're outstanding young ladies. But each year we hand out a scholarship to a young lady from St. Tammany Parish who's going on to play NCAA or NAIA collegiate level soccer. And we do that because, of course, Kelly was an outstanding soccer player, not just in high school, not just in college, but she played international ball uh, the summer of 2013. She was uh, with a USA All-Star team, and she was just outstanding on that. Where so, did she, she went to Poland, right? No, she went Iceland. to Iceland. Iceland. Did she yeah. go anywhere else, or was that like the big one? To where? Did she go anywhere else, or was that the big one? No, that was the big one. And then she was invited back with the coach of that team to go to his college and train uh, girls in the summertime up there at, uh, at his college in, in New Mexico. So she was, she was in demand. She was quite the, uh, the soccer, not just player, but coach as well. Very, yeah. very eligible. And you could always see that the way she played on the field, her, her sense and presence on the field. She knew where to be, when to be, everything. And it just made her teammates around her play that much better because then they could concentrate on doing their job as she was doing her job to perfection. She really was quite the, uh, quite the athlete there. Oh, yeah. So we have the soccer scholarship. And this year we actually handed out two. The uh, system that we go through is a point system. And the lady who won this year's soccer scholarship, Zoe Perrin at St. Scholastica Academy, was the top scorer, but the second place girl was not many parts or points behind her, but she had sacrificed so much for her mother who had been suffering from breast cancer. The young lady took uh, over a year off from just playing soccer in general so that she could care for her mother. And then she went back to playing soccer and she was still able to get a, full, a scholarship on soccer to a division one school. And we looked at that and we just said, this is such outstanding citizenship. We have to do something for this young lady. So we awarded her a $500 scholarship and it was, it was quite well-deserved. Yeah. And that was so cool that her mom came out to the event last night Yes, and um, just hung out with us really. Like that was very cool. I'm excited. Oh, her mom was great. Her. Yes. And she's going to be participating with us in a lot of things because she knows the value of the research and all the young ladies that we have awarded the soccer scholarships to have been very grateful, but uh, Michaela and her mother have just been exceptionally so, and I'm, I'm very happy for them. The uh, other scholarship that we offer from Kelly Kicking Cancer is what we call the Kelly C. O'Mahony Scholarship. We used to call it the Gold Award Scholarship, but Girl Scouts unfortunately forbade us from using that phrase. Yeah. I know. I mean, we'll never understand some whatever. of the things. <laughs> But this goes to a young lady from Louisiana who has earned the Girl Scout Gold Award, as Kelly had earned the Girl Scout Gold Award. Mm -hmm. And that takes a lot of effort. There are very few of these gold awards uh, offered, or I shouldn't say offered, are awarded during the course of the year. We usually get maybe four to seven Girl Scouts in Louisiana 
every year who earn that. And you, you can't just do a little something. It has to be very complete. It has to be approved by a committee. It has to be approved by uh, several levels of Girl Scouts in order to get it. It has to be quite extensive. Mm -hmm. And we have awarded one Kelly C. O'Mahony Award each uh, year. This year we'll be awarding one on uh, June 13th at the Governor's Mansion in Baton Rouge. Do you already have the awardee? Do they know yet? Yes. Okay, you wanna tell our followers, our listeners who it is? I believe her name is Margaret Britton. Okay. She's from Gonzales. And what she did was she put together what they called a buddy bench at her school. And this is for kids who are feeling a little out of place, maybe a little bit unwanted. They go sit on the bench and it kind of signifies that they need some help or they need some friendship to help get involved in things. And she said that people have been responding to this. The students <coughs> have been responding very, very well to this so that if they see that there's someone who needs some help, they get it right away and they just join in. So it's a, it's a way of a little bit more of a, a big tent type of thing. They also put together a series of five portable uh, basketball backgrounds so that the, after they've sat on the buddy bench, they get out and they have a pickup game of basketball. I love that. That is, honestly, that is so impressive because my initial reaction is with all like the bullying that's going on these days that you hear about in the news, that could be a very, you know, I could see kids being really hesitant to go over there because they would be made fun of or, you know, be looked down upon for sitting on you know, by themselves, but it sounds like she really had to put a structure in place to make sure that was a positive thing and it's working. Very much so. There's a real support structure there. It's not just a, hey, here's a bench, go sit on it. No, there's yeah. a little bit more to it than that. Oh my gosh, that's, I'm so impressed. <laughs> and and the, the girls who have earned these awards are, are doing similar things. Last year's uh, winner, Destiny, out of um, Lafayette, mm -hmm. she, spearheaded a project to open up what was a shuttered old folks home in Lafayette. It was closed up. It was abandoned. She spearheaded the project along with her dad and they opened it back up. They cleaned it up. They rehabilitated it. They had new plantings outside and that old folks home is now occupied by a number of folks in Lafayette who didn't have it available to them before. You talk about a serious community project, Seriously? that is. Oh my goodness, and yeah, Destiny and her mom were awesome. They came to the five, not the 5K, or were the they there? Gala. 5K too? So I, I know I saw them at the gala, right? Yes, they came awesome. to the gala, and that was a wonderful thing. It's, it's just, this is the sort of thing that Kelly was part of. She never sat on the sidelines. She participated and she did these things. And that's what we're trying to encourage other young ladies to do, follow in Kelly's footsteps. And this is a reward. You know, $1,000 scholarship is nothing to sneeze at. Oh no, it's definitely not. It pays a long way. It goes, <laughs> it's a yes. lot of books, it's a lot of groceries, it's a lot, whatever, it, it covers a lot. Yes. So do those I, are the two big things. Overview of what? Kelly's Gold Award was on? Kelly's Gold Award was she put together a training booklet for the Girl Scout leaders so that they could do outdoor skills. In other words, the, I think you remember some of the outdoor skills where you do the camping and you do mm -hmm. the cooking and under 
relatively harsh condition. And stuff like that. Exactly. Kelly put together a booklet to train the trainers. And that was her gold award project. So it was to help the Girl Scout leaders actually take their troops out to the field and do it safely and fun. Which is so important because I feel like mom always did so much of that training (laughs) that she, you know, she needed to have other people be available and willing to learn to do that training as well so that the information gets passed on so that she doesn't train everybody forever, you know? And, And that is absolutely necessary, not just in Girl Scouts, but in any line of business. You can't just rely on the experienced people. They have to document what they've done. And with this documentation that Kelly put together, now you've got a manual to help the leaders train the next generation of young ladies who might be out in the field. I love it. Awesome. So real quick, where can people go to find more information about Kelly and what she did for soccer and Girl Scouts and everything like that? We're going to keep talking a little bit because I want to hit the different events, but I want to quickly shout out you know, where can people go? Okay. The best place to start is at our website. And that's at www.kellykickingcancer.org. Our website is constantly expanding. We had it done by a professional organization, Antoine's in Hammond, Louisiana. They, they've taken a personal interest in what we're doing and they're helping us out. The website really is gorgeous. And we are expanding it. We put in each event as we have one. We expand it. We're going to try and expand it with new blogs on a more regular basis now that we've learned how to do Yes, yes. I'm not that kind of a techie guy. But you can be. (laughs) Well, I will have plenty of time very soon to start doing that. Yep. And so we're going to start expanding that even more. But the first place to go is our website, kellykickingcancer.org. There are plenty of links on there, not just to what Kelly did on the soccer pitch or in Girl Scouts and what we've led to now, but we also, and I'm very proud of this, we have some advanced research on there that we've got links to. And this is some of the most cutting edge edge research in the world in terms of brain cancers and what we're doing out there and what we're funding at the Peak Center. Awesome. And all of these uh, links will be in either the show notes below if you're listening to this via podcast or it'll be in the video description below if you're watching this on YouTube. So if you don't remember the things that we're shouting out right now, just take a look in the description box or the show notes below and all of that information will be there readily available for you. Very good. Perfect. Well, let's dive into what's exciting, what's coming up for us. What are the different events that Kelly Kicking Cancer does on a yearly basis? All right. Let's talk about where we've been. Now, this was the brainchild of Susan and probably you to some degree. Uh, We wanted to do fundraisers that not only raised awareness of brain cancer, but we wanted people to have fun. We want people to turn it into a family event. We want them to say, I enjoyed that so much, I wanna go back next year. And so what we've decided to do is we have two events a year. In the springtime, usually right near St. Patrick's Day, we have a 5K up in Covington, Louisiana. And this has turned into a real special event. Uh, We have a one mile fun run, then we have a 5K after that. We have entertainment there, 
We have food galore. We have uh, a number of people who have come in. We give out plenty of awards. Uh, this past year, we had the Chick-fil-A dancing cow team out there, and they were a riot. They were an absolute riot. We're going to try and get them back next year. So everything is, uh, it's just turned into a very fun family day for everybody. Then in the fall, we try and hold a gala. It's a little bit more formal of an affair. And we have some entertainment. We have a band there. We have uh, dinners. And this year, we are going to have it probably at a place called the Fleur de Lis Center in Mandeville, Louisiana, uh, sometime in October. We haven't set the date just yet. And the entertainment that we're going to try and get this year is a comedian, uh, a fairly famous comedian that uh, oh. is in Louisiana and Texas. So this is, this is the plans that we're trying to get. Otherwise, we're going to try and get uh, some other big name that we can have, have as a draw and bring people in, talk to us, and just have a good old time. Of course, with each one of the galas, we've always had a silent auction. And we depend very heavily on people to donate some quality items for that. And we've done very well with the silent auctions in years past. We hope to continue that this year. Awesome. Yeah, I really, both of the events are very fun. And last year, no, I think I've been to two galas now and two 5Ks. I wasn't able to the first year. But they've, they've both grown. They've both been a ton of fun, gotten great photos. If you want to see the photos and the pictures, Facebook or Instagram is probably the place to go just to kind of get recaps. We've got some videos on our YouTube channel as well. But tons of good food. And, well, there's always just good food. Who was – it was the, the, the Saints – not the Saints, but the Saints super fans. They were at the last gala, and they are such a hoot. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> if you've never seen – Super fans or people dressed up like, oh, what was he? It was the not, not Batman, but the the joke, the Joker, right? The the Saints Joker. There there were about fifteen of them, and they're they're all dressed up as a variety of creatures. I don't know what you'd want to call them, but these are the nutcases in the end zone who have the uh, striped hair, and uh, one was dressed up as a. A uh, rather garish football player with spikes all over his uniforms. And every football game for the past, what, 30 years? Yeah. <laughs> and, and these are all just regular walking around folk, but when they get their uniforms on and go to the Saints games, to which they're extremely dedicated, they turn into the Saints super fans. And that was a lot of fun. So we also have had at our first three galas, uh, a band called Lost in the 60s. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a bunch of doctors from Oshner, and they play extremely well. People love them. They've really? asked several times for them to come back. And so it's, um, <clears throat> they're, a, they're a lot of fun. They're a great, great band. And we've got our, our special doctor that likes to show up as a pirate. <laughs> talking about the one and only Dr. Jay Sox. Yes. And he is an oncologist here on the North Shore. He is uh, very well known up here, not just for his uh, medical expertise, but he does go to events everywhere dressed up as a pirate. And he's, he's very well known. He's, he's quite the character. He is. <laughs> I think he came as, a, as a, like a hippie clown pirate to the last 5K. Yeah. Whatever he comes dressed as, you're, you know it's him. <laughs> That's right. That's right. He always gives a really cool like discussion about the research that he's aware of that's up and coming and 
you know, he's just fun. He's very approachable. He's, you know, I guess probably a lot of times you think, oh, you know, doctor oncology, like, you know, doctors are these people that are like way up here and we can't have a conversation with them or we're not going to understand, but he's very relatable and, you know, makes himself very approachable and just a lot of fun to be around. And, you know, that's actually true of a lot of the doctors and oncologists that I've encountered since we started Kelly Kicking Cancer. <clears throat> Excuse me. Not that, that Kelly's doctors weren't wonderful, and they were. Oh, no, they were awesome. Uh, they, were, they were absolutely wonderful, especially Dr. Zoe Larned. Oh, uh, I was texting her, like, several times a week. <laughs> She's a wonderful woman, and she was so caring. But... Some of the doctors that we encountered were kind of standoffish. The ones that I have met at uh, the Peak Center, just outstanding people. They're very open. They're very approachable, as you said. I was fortunate enough to have a sit down with the chief, the head man. There's nobody higher at Houston <laughs> than Dr. Mauro Ferrari. He is just a wonderful man. And sitting down in his office and just talking with him, it was like talking with an old friend. He, he made me feel very comfortable. He was very approachable. He's a, an incredible man. He has a list of credentials that goes on forever. And yet he is the humblest of men. He's, he's just a, a tremendous man. He was recently appointed to the Vatican Council on Ethics. He advises the Pope. That's insane. Like, you that, don't think of people that you yes. know every day. They're like, yeah, I advise the Pope. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. And he was recently appointed to this commission, and he advises the Popes on matters of medicine and ethics and things of that nature. And yet, he's a man you could sit down and have a beer with. He's just a wonderful man. So very much uh, felt privileged to have a sit down with him and talk. So cool. So cool. Well, hopefully at some point, maybe we'll get some of them on to our YouTube channel and maybe the podcast and, you know, sharing kind of their point of view. I know they're super busy, but hopefully at some point. <laughs> well, yeah. Dr. Baskin has said he would come out and speak here uh, to any of us on, on what they're doing over there. And he is uh, an incredible man. And we have to find the right venue, which we're going to do to get him to come out here and just speak to people on the type of research that they're doing, not just the nanobots, the nano syringes, the, the sugar pills, the uh, spectroscopy work that they're doing to look inside cells and see where their energy development is taking place. Uh, all of the advanced research that they're doing, he said he would come out and he would talk, but we got to find the right venue. Yep, yep, and we will, and we will. Okay, kind of wrapping things up, so we have two main events, but we definitely do other fundraising events too, like the event last night. So will you just dive in a little bit to these kind of other events that are kind of third party hosted? Yeah, we can talk about that. And part of what we're doing is making people aware of brain cancer and the devastating effects of it. And we are getting people from the community involved with this. And this is really great because having local businesses and local organizations support us means that they will be helping us out continually in the future. Last night, Third Coast Soccer, 
which is a local business here in, in uh, Mandeville. And they all knew Kelly because when Kelly played soccer at Fountain Blue and then again, uh, even in college, they knew Kelly. They host a or support a semi-pro soccer team. And last night they hosted it in the name of Kelly Kicking Cancer. And so we had a fun night there. We had Zoe Perrin come in and do the ceremonial kickoff. She was our $1,000 scholarship winner this year. They had halftime entertainment with a bunch of little eight and nine-year-old girls running up and down the field playing 8v8 soccer, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. And fortunately, the North Shore United Football Club won 3-0 last night. So the home team won. Always. Yeah, that was great. That was great. It was a wonderful time. We were able to sell a lot of T-shirts. You sold a lot of your protein uh, balls there. People became more aware of what's going on. We had a very good night as far as donations go. And people came away even more aware of brain cancer if they weren't before. We had the mother of one of the previous Kelly C. O'Mahony soccer scholarship awards. Her mother and some of her sisters showed up. Mm-hmm. This, this young lady actually goes to Mississippi College where Kelly uh, wound up her career. And uh, the, the gal is just doing a bang up job up there. She started freshman and sophomore years. So I imagine she's going to in this uh, junior year. Yeah. And uh, so we do third party things. Uh, Chipotle is going to be doing a, a third party fundraiser for us in July. Uh, other people have done that. The uh, English Tea Room in Covington. The owner there, Tim, had has personal experience with this. His bookkeeper passed away from brain cancer last year. And he is very aware of it, and he's been helping us uh, with donations, fundraising, and all sorts of things. So people are becoming more and more aware. We're building up. We're building up relatively slowly, but we are building up, and we are trending in the right direction. So as more people become aware, they are helping us out. We have a lot of local businesses who are helping us. Uh, Fidelity Savings brought their incredible barbecue rig and donated that and food at our 5K. Chicken Salad Chick donates a lot of food to us. Mm-hmm. Quiznos do- donated a lot of food to us. Uh, the Rail Yard has donated a lot of food. So these people are chipping in and helping us out. Gallagher's is another one. They consider the 5K their event. They really like to donate some just incredible shrimp pasta to that. Yeah, there's definitely so, no shortage of food and beverages at our events. Never. Nobody goes away hungry. So these are organizations and businesses that are becoming more aware of Kelly kicking cancer. And they are throwing third-party fundraisers for us on a night, a given night at their choice. So the more of these we get, the more awareness we get. Amazing. So if people want to either donate because they can't make it to an actual fundraiser or event, or they want to volunteer their time, how would they go about either doing that? It's really easy. You go onto our website, www.kellykickingcancer.org, and there's a nice big button up on the side that says donate. <laughs> on that button, and it's very easy. Awesome. We'll take it credit cards. We'll take cash. We'll take checks. It doesn't matter. We have a P.O. box. We have a P.O. box, right? Say what? We have a P.O. box, right? 
Yes, we do have a P.O. Box, P.O. Box 1034, Mandeville, Louisiana. Okay, I'll put and, that information down below too. Well, also, people need to know we are a 501c3 nonprofit. Mm -hmm. Whatever you donate to us is tax deductible. The EIN number that the Infernal Revenue Service needs is right at the bottom of our webpage. So you have all the information right there. You will get an electronic receipt right away. Perfect. And so everything is done. It takes about 30 seconds from start to finish. So yeah, it is it's super fast. Yes, people can contribute easily. Yeah, I was trying to like mail home a check every month and now I'm like, it's just too much easier to just click the donate button. And that way, you know, I get my kind of my monthly donations done and I don't have to think about it again. And I know that it's gotten to the right place. You know, <laughs> it makes it so easy. Yeah. And it's important to know, and I want people who hear this to know, I'm not just a cheerleader. I'm not just saying, please donate. Your mom and I have put together and put in $10,000 cash a year oh, in yeah. the organization. And so the we're not just standing on the sidelines cheerleading. We're yeah. putting it there. Well, and it's also, there's a couple different ways, like you working at Chevron, you've been able to get donations matched. And going through Dr. Baskin, you've been able to get donations matched through whom so there's you know there are companies out there that will do that so if folks want to try to work through their company to donate a lot of companies will do some sort of a donations match type deal that's a very good point many companies do matching donations and so if you feel like donating and we hope you do check with your company and submit the electronic receipts or your paper receipts whichever you feel like and have the company match the donations one of the advantages of working with Youth Houston Methodist in the Peak Center is that every dollar that is donated to the Peak Center is matched by the Houston Methodist Fund. So the $50,000 a year that we have been donating to the Peak Center directly from Kelly Kicking Cancer gets matched dollar for dollar. So that $50,000 turns into $100,000. And you can do a lot of research for that. Yes. That's, I love that. I love it. Awesome. Well, Dad, thank you so much. We're going to wrap this up here. Do you have any last um, words that you want to share with everybody? Well, I would just like everybody to take a look at the webpage. Contribute. We have a spot on there for people. If you have a brain cancer story, please just go ahead and write it in there. Contact us, and we will post it up if you would like, if you give us permission to. I want to make people aware. We don't have the cures yet. We are working on them. I do feel very strongly that within our lifetimes, we will have a cure. Uh, as I've said, they're doing some things right now that just four years ago simply weren't available for our little Kelly. They just weren't there. But the things that they're doing now are certainly more than just giving hope. So please donate and we will see to it that we can put an end to this scourge. Awesome, love it. Well, thank you so much, Dad. <laughs> it's funny that I saw you all weekend and we had to do this over a Zoom call because, you know, time and life. But I will see you, I guess, in a couple of weeks. Hopefully you'll come up here to visit soon. 
Um, and other than that, everybody who's watching and listening, thank you so much for being here with us today. We couldn't be more grateful for you. And we look forward to hearing from you and to hopefully seeing you at an event for Kelly Kicking Cancer soon. Thank you, Danielle. All right. Love you. Bye. You Bye. Thank you so much for spending time with me today and listening to the fitness empowerment podcast if you felt empowered to make a change in your life and take the next step on your health and fitness journey then please do me a favor and take a moment to share this episode with a friend who needs to hear this message this podcast is available via itunes soundcloud and anchor which shares to a multitude of other platforms so make sure you check out the platform that you enjoy most and if you really truly do enjoy this content then please do me another favor and go over to itunes give this podcast a five-star rating and an honest review and that will truly help the podcast to grow and reach as many people as possible so thank you in advance for that Also, if you know of someone, perhaps a friend or family member that has been through a huge struggle in their fitness and health journey and they have overcome that struggle, please pass them on to me. I would love to hear about their journey and share it with the rest of the world. Until next time, cheers to your next leap of strength.